welcome to the first episode of the Beneath the Frozen Sea podcast, having to do with the Seattle Kraken. I am Sean Malm, known as What's the Crack on Twitter. Joining me are the other writers from DavyJonesLockerRoom.com, M. Rupp, M. by Kraken, and Skyler, Sky on Air. We're going to talk about the Kraken and their first playoff run, which starts next week. And I'm going to throw it over to Skyler to introduce the first topic. Thank you very much, Sean. Wonderful intro. And uh, first thing, uh, it's a big deal around here. Uh, the Seattle Kraken are in the playoffs. First time ever. Uh, they had a 40-point improvement over their inaugural season. Uh, nearly doubled up on their uh, on their at- initial win total. Uh, played like an entirely different team the whole year round. Um, definitely from the beginning, you could tell there was something, uh, a, l- a little extra spice to it. Um, so I guess the question that I want to ask both of you just to start things off is uh, the whole the season as a whole, just taking from not individual moments, not individual uh, player performance, uh, what do you think was the most important thing that got this team here? One, just any one thing throughout the season that you think got the, uh, got the, got the crack into uh, where they are now, where they're going to be playing the Colorado Avalanche in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And why don't you go first? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just looking at the depth that this team has had. Like they've been able to go out every night, roll out four lines and no one line really seemed to overly dominate too much. Like, yeah, of course you have like the top line with Jared McCann, Matty Beneers, Jordan Eberle kind of putting up a lot of the points compared to other players. But you look at the ice time, they didn't really have all that much ice time compared to what a normal top line would get. So it's the way that Hackstall kind of sat back and was like, okay, we're going to win not by having our having like our best players like overly dominate. We're going to win because all of our lines are going to outplay you. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, I think, you know, along the same line, it's chemistry. I don't think they had the right mix last year and they, especially at the deadline, they got rid of some guys that, that didn't fit and, and their performances weren't, weren't uh, enough to get a team over the hump, obviously, because they were a lottery team. But this year, the, the players that they added um, and the, the way the players work together, I mean, you look at, I mean, you're getting 20 goals from from third and fourth liners. That's uh, not many teams can say that. And it's That's real it, good. That's up, really, really good. An elite player on the top end. Although I do think Matty Beneers is on his way to that. Of course. I definitely think that the, the you hit it right on the head, on the head there, Em. Uh, depth was critical to this entire season. Uh, but also finding, uh, we said this over and over and over in our recaps, in our uh, in our previews, uh, finding money wherever you can, and just finding good players with a a high floor of competency uh, really allowed this team to flourish. Like obviously Ilya Tovlinen, uh, just being this amazing pickup. It is so good that David Poyle does not as uh, retiring because he does not get to. Uh, live through the longer repercussions of that. Um, they're, you know, they're picking Andre Burakovsky, who unfortunately will not be uh, part of this first round. But he was unbelievable through the first uh, half of the season. 
Uh, obviously, Jared McCann had a uh, record-breaking, uh, well, uh, individual record-breaking season. And, you know, they've been able to always keep the pressure on, which I felt like was not always true last year. And uh, it's it's making for an interesting team to watch in the way that uh, the first round for most teams in a wild card spot, generally speaking, uh, you're always kind of expecting them to maybe bow out gracefully. But right now, I mean, they look they look poised to maybe cause a little trouble for a very good team that a lot of people really respect. So I'm very excited for uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, I mean, the Kraken had a winning record against the Avalanche this year, which probably a lot of people don't realize. Um, and it is not the same Avs that won the Cup. They don't have Kadri. They don't have Landis Dog. Um, neither team has Burakovsky, but uh, but uh, it's going to be closer than most people think. And I would, well, I probably wouldn't put the Kraken as a favorite. I certainly think they have a chance. And also, anyone who thinks that the Kraken can't perform in a playoff environment needs to go back and rewatch both of the matchups against the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Like, even they, though they lost in the second one, they still put the pressure the entire time. They did not make it easy on the Bruins to win that game. And that is saying something. And then the first matchup, not only did they win, but they shut out the Bruins at home. If I did my research correctly, I believe there was no other game this season that the Bruins were shut out. They've at least scored a goal in every other contest. I think that that sounds spiritually correct because, well, the Boston Bruins were kind of world eaters this year. But, I mean, I think the most important thing about that is that they showed up ready to make a statement and, more importantly, they just had a stranglehold on the uh, on the team's shot uh, count. They had full possession of the puck the whole time, and in an environment where they could show, they could, uh, you know, really make some noise. They passed with flying colors, and not only that, um, that was a more or less healthy Bruins team, and this is a Colorado Avalanche team that is really beat up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to pull I'm trying to pull this up while uh, people are talking while I'm also trying to listen. Very hard. Podcasting is a uh, is a multitasking sport. Um, the, right here, just looking at this injured list, day to day, Kale McCarr, and the expectation is that he's not going to be able to play the first two games. That's huge. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog, injured reserve, he's out for the playoffs. He's not coming back. That's crazy. Um, Darren Helm, currently out. Josh Manson, currently out. Andrew Cogliano, day-to-day. That's a lot of guys that are big deals on this team. Like, this, I think this could be a much closer series than people think. Yes, losing Andre Burakovsky stinks, especially for a team that, uh, you know, is very good at uh, possessing the puck, but maybe not always great at finishing when they probably need it. But right now I'm looking at two teams that probably have a more even playing field than I think we're expecting, or at the very least, I think traditional media outlets are expecting. I agree. 
kills me that we didn't add more at the deadline because I think that they're, well, I don't think it's an easy route to the cup final. I think once you're in, there's always a chance. And the Kraken are, do not have much depth up front or on defense. And one or two injuries is, could, could spell the difference, um, even if they have a little bit of an edge in health right now. Right, but for from from my perspective, like they're all the Avs are already in a bit of a hole, and their you know their system is pretty decent, but you know they're 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 rapidly running out of uh, you know NHL caliber players. Like they're going to be giving they're going to be giving like Jack Johnson second uh, pairing defensive minutes in twenty twenty three. That's don't, you don't want to do that, generally speaking. No, you don't. I mean, I like a lot of their other players, but I don't know. There's something about the depth of the Kraken right now that is making me say there's a really good chance in this series. Um, I, it, I I guess the, the, the X factor will be uh, goaltending, and we can come back to that. Uh, if we want to kick that down the cur- uh, down the road a little bit, because I think we all know where uh, which team has the edge on that one. But uh, one thing I definitely wanted to uh, discuss was um, indiv- now that we've gone through like the uh, big big uh, picture, uh, big tent discussion. Now let's go individual. Um, there are going to be a number of players throughout a series in any playoff series that take over games that become major X factors down the line. And I want to know from uh, you guys what you think the Kraken's X factors are going to be. Well, I don't even know if he's an X factor because the secret's out of the bag, but Vince Dunn was the steal of the expansion draft, in my opinion. And he matches up well against star players. If he can limit, if he can limit the scoring of those of the the McKinnons and the Rantanens, we know the Kraken can score five on five more than more than most other teams. And so, if uh, they're able to stop the Abs without going into the penalty box, then then suddenly, or even slow them down, suddenly the games are a lot closer. And a one goal game, go either way. Em, I think right. a major X factor going into it is going to be the performance of Yanni Gord. Like, he's been all the way to the Stanley Cup and has won it twice in a row. He knows what he's doing out there. And he's also the kind of player that teams want in the playoffs. Like, there's a reason that Tampa Bay gave up how many picks they did for um, Tanner Janot. Because they know when you get into the playoffs, you need those players that know how to wear the other team down. And Yanni Gord is amazing at that. He is. He's he, when he when he is on his horse, he can be a real nightmare to play. Uh, for me, um, this feels a little like cheating, but just given the way that um, that the team plays when he's producing, I mean, it's got to be Maddie, right? Like he's been an unreal player. He has been able to match up against star players with shocking maturity in a way that uh, I haven't seen in a lot of players uh, in their first full season. There are a couple of players in this playoffs that I think are still going to be overcoming uh, coming into the league too soon and taking on too much responsibility too soon. And he is not one of those players. He's never been one of those players. He is 
even if he hasn't been there before from a professional perspective, he always plays like he has been there before. And I feel like getting him going, getting him, you know, distributing the puck and, and uh, keeping the play moving, uh, moving players around, and of course scoring, I think he's going to be huge for this. But there is one other person that I feel is going to be an X factor. And I feel like no better time than now to discuss it so we can rip the Band-Aid off. Goaltending. Uh, last year, I'm not going to look at this because it's spiritually true and I don't want to be proven wrong. Uh, they got once in a lifetime bad goaltending last year. The Kraken could did a lot of really good things, but when they had such me, uh, mercurial goaltending, they the margin for error for them was razor thin. This year, better. They have rebounded for the most part, but it's a little below league average. It's a little below maybe what you'd want it to be, especially given that we had high hopes for guys like Philip Grubauer and Martin Jones to rebound from traditionally poor places. Uh, guys, what are your thoughts on the goaltending in this series? Like, what do what do these players need to do in order to keep the Kraken in this? I'll follow you, Em. Go ahead. I think a lot of it as well, like this whole season, like, yeah, the goaltending's been better, but it's also, I think, been up to the players in front to help the goaltender out. I think a huge storyline earlier in the season was that players were scoring more when Martin Jones was in net as opposed to Philip Grubauer. And that made a huge difference. Like if you're not providing that support to your goaltender, that was, it makes pretty much like league average goaltending look so much worse because there's nothing helping him out. And so I think it's going to be a huge thing is that it can't just be on the goaltenders to save the game. It also has to be up to all the individual players in front of him to do what they do. Sean. I agree. Um, I like your word spiritually, so I'm also not going to look it up. I really feel like Kubauer has come along in the last, let's say, 10, 15 games. He looks more like the Grubauer we expected when he got signed at the start of last season. Jones, I, it's it's uh, his numbers have, have declined, and certainly in terms of wins as the year went on. And he's had a little bit of injury trouble, so so I'm I'm a little less confident in Jones. But when he was the goalie for those higher scoring games, you just need to keep the last one out of the net. He was able to do that. Whether whether that translates to the playoffs against a team with so many elite scorers like the Avs, that's another question. Um, but yeah, I think that the team's hopes ride on Grubauer. Um, no disagreement here. Um, they need Grubauer to be great. He doesn't just need to be good for him. He needs to be great for him. And uh, I feel like that's sort of the thing that, you know, the Kraken did a great job in this offseason. And I think that throughout the season they got, you know, good and better uh, uh, value adds throughout the year. And, you know, some revelations here or there. But your, your goaltender has to tend the goal and has to be trustworthy enough to get you through four, five, six, seven games. And if not, I think we all know that that was the one area they really needed to actively improve on and will still need to actively improve on. And uh, if that doesn't come through for them, 
this might be a shorter series than I would hope it would be. So yeah. Yeah, that like I know like some people who like do like their analytical models, their models tend to really favor what team has the best goaltending. Mm. And oftentimes it does seem to go that way. It's not always true. I mean, part of the problem with analytical models is that they don't account for the randomness that hockey is. Like no one can predict some weird fluky bounces. But a lot of times, like there's a reason like why they look into those stats and why certain things come out on top. And it does seem like a lot of the times what team has the better goaltending does tend to be the team that wins the series. Right. And uh, yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll definitely be, I think the most important thing coming out of game one. I speaking of which game one, it's going to be on Tuesday. It's going to be at uh, 7 PM PT. Um, what are our expectations? Cause I know mine are a little bit of a, you're playing with house money, but uh, B, you could win it. They're, they're, the Avs played very well through their last four games or so, but now it's just one team that they've had trouble with all year. And I don't know. It could. I, I hope for a win. I expect that this team can uh, control the pace of play against the Avalanche in a way that could net them their first playoff victory. What say you? I think they're going to come in angry. They lost those last two games to the Golden Knights, and that that could have changed the whole look of the playoffs if they'd captured those. That's going to help. I do. My biggest concern, and although it's not a team with with no playoff experience, like as a group, this will be their first appearance in the playoffs, and the Avs have been there before. So I, I wonder about that kind of uh, nervousness, and for that first game to get down two goals, it could be a rout. Um, but I I do feel with 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 a strong level of confidence if we lose game one we take game two i feel like a split is a very likely outcome in the first two games yeah that's how i feel too that if we go down the first game that's not going to spell disaster because it is going to be the kraken's first playoff game and yeah like we have a lot of experience when it comes to certain players on the roster then we have other players that have never been before or players that haven't been in a while. So it's a matter of kind of finding that groove. And of course, when it's a brand new team as well, in a different style than you're kind of maybe used to, then of course, yeah, it's like, okay, how do the Kraken play playoff hockey? And that's a question that they're gonna have to really figure out in that first game. It's a good question. Definitely a, a good way to describe it. Um, I think this is a great time to learn what Kraken hockey in the playoffs looks like. Um, I think this is a great uh, time for the organization, at least from the uh, highest levels up, will can uh, take a look at the overall makeup and see what the what they happen to be missing. If goodness gracious, they have a bad first game, but if they end up winning this game or if they end up splitting this uh the series in colorado i think there you could take the best of those two games and really get a good picture of what the rest of the series is going to look like um and i think the big thing for them is they got to score first they really got to score first they struggle a lot when it comes to uh playing from behind at least in the last couple months and I would like, I, you know, I just like to see them really show up 
ready to cause a little uh, mayhem. Because I feel like that will uh, really positively impact the rest of the series. So let's see what else do I have to discuss here. Um, just a quick look. Um, oh, here's a here's a here's a quick little. Um, I, I know that they are not to necessarily allowed to do this right now, but gosh forbid, I don't think that they have the right to do this right now. But do you think Shane Wright plays a factor, or are we just blowing smoke here? I think he stays with the Firebirds for that playoff run. If the Firebirds are out early, there's a possibility he comes up. Um, but I don't know that he'll make it into games. I mean, it would have to be the sort of situation where you're up in a series, I think, and you've got a little bit of, of uh, risk tolerance all of a sudden. Because Shane Wright at the NHL level, last time we saw him, um, wasn't quite there. And he did amazing in the World Juniors. He, he had some good production in Windsor. Um, but I, I would want him to start next season, go through training camp, and try to make the team. I don't think he's going to be a difference maker in this cup run, even if they go far. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like, a huge reason why we had all these controversies of, like, oh, why aren't you playing him enough? Why is this happening? Why don't you just send him down to the OHL if he's not going to be playing? Is because we just didn't have a spot for him. I feel like if he does have an early exit from the Firebird playoff run, it's like, okay, but when's he going to play? He's probably not going to get put into games unless we lose someone. And if we're losing someone, that doesn't really necessarily bode well for, you know, getting forward into the playoffs because like, oh, we just lost a more experienced guy. Right. Um, I think uh, going coming off of your uh, point, Sean, the thing that definitely struck me through the first – uh, nine, 10 games that he played is that uh, he would just looked completely overwhelmed out there. And due to uh, CHL rulings, he probably should have spent the entire year in Coachella Valley because I feel like that would have been the best place for him to grow as a player. But uh, Windsor apparently needs to sell tickets and who am I to deny them that? So um, this is the, this is the best shot that they had to give him uh, the best playing time. I don't see him coming into it. It would be nice if he came into it, but it is what it is. Um, I think it will be nice to see him next year. Um, let's make some bold predictions now. Um, it's been a very, very uh, hypothetical, very uh, overarching thing that we've got going here at Beneath the Frozen Sea. Here is my question for you guys. Um Tuesday night, Colorado Avalanche and Seattle Kraken begin their series. What is the score of game one and who wins it? Okay, I'll go first. Um, I don't think they take it. I think that the Avs are going to get it and it'll get a little out of hand. I'm thinking 6-2, 6-3 Colorado. But like I say, I think that that story flips for game two. Okay. I'm thinking it's going to be a little bit closer, but it's still going to go to Colorado. So I'm thinking more like 3-2, 4-2. All right. Um, I think that it's going to be about this, about the same. I feel like a 4-2 seems very up their alley. Um, I definitely think it's not going to stay. It's not going to be like they 
score four goals in two periods and then they just sit on it. I think it's probably going to be more like a 2-2 game for a long stretch of time. And then who knows what happens. But I think that game one is probably going to be important enough to learn what they're, what they're bringing so that game two can be all the, all the better. And I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I think we all Same. hope. Yeah, we all, we all hope we might be wrong with this one. I, mean. I hope they win the, the uh, game one 10-2. But uh, unfortunately, we are watching NHL hockey and not AIHL hockey, which... Yeah, and say NHL playoff hockey. I mean, even saying like 6-2 is like, oh, geez, a team scoring yeah. six goals in the playoffs? That's even a little high. Ugh, yeah, that's that's when that's when like big clickbait comes out. That's when like uh, all the writers start to begin asking like questions about like parentage and mm-hmm. testicular fortitude and other words like that, mostly to try and drive drive engagement, something like that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun uh, couple days. We're going to be trying to uh, get the best of. Uh, I've, I've got this big long list of uh, statistics that I need to. Uh, comb through so that uh, we have something on uh, David Jones locker room for you to read so that uh, you can have a better look into uh, just what this series is going to be like. Um, Other than that, um, I think that we are good for right now, unless we want to give like, should we watch this game, this series sort of uh, yes, no answers to the rest of the playoffs since, you know, for the Eastern folk, um, they're going to be, these games are going to be coming on late at night for them. And for the Western folk, this is going to be coming on right as you come in. Um, le- what do you say? Uh, we want to just very briefly look at the other playoff series and say, should we watch or should we not? What if we each pick one series that we're definitely going to watch? Okay. All right. Um, definitely for me. Um, I feel like if you feel like work is going a little slow, if you feel like that uh, excitement in your life is uh, perhaps causing a little too much trouble for you, I heavily recommend that you go out of your way to watch New Jersey and New York because that is going to be absolute chaos. <laughs> yeah, those teams hate each other. Mm-hmm. They hate each other a lot. So uh, what say you? Well, I, I'm in Edmonton, as you know. Um, Connor McDavid has been, it's been like watching peak Mario Lemieux this year. Um, it's unreal. And I expect it to continue in the playoffs. The Oilers are very healthy. I think that they're going to walk by the Kings, but, but it is must see TV. Even if the both games are on the same time, I'll have two screens going because, because it's magic to watch McDavid on the ice. Playoff McDavid is that's, that's just some un, unknown animal that I feel like we are all about to become intimately familiar with and god he's so good i'm so mad he's in this division oh man Um, please take my mind off this there are definitely times like watching him that i almost forget just how good he is because it's become so standard like yeah he's reached over 100 points like that's just just another normal season for him you know normal things and then you look and you're like oh right he's the only one doing this (laughs) Uh, M, do you have a series that uh, that you want to fill the time with? That isn't the uh, Kraken Naps. 
I, w- I was going to say your pick of Devil's Rangers, a lot of that being like that is the closest playoff action to where I am because, you know, everyone knows the next time the Flyers make the playoffs, I will probably like, you know, like, you're I will have great hair. By that point. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's, it's just not going to happen for like another decade or so. I, it's fine. I'm fine. But um, I think another one that just like I'm going to keep tabs on is Maple Leafs Lightning just because I always have to watch. Are they going to choke in the first round again? Do we get Um, to keep the jokes coming? And it is very possible. Like they Tampa is not the the dynasty Tampa, but they got the same goalie. They've still got Kucherov. They still got Stamkos. They they have the ability to beat anybody on any night. In Toronto, it, it's got to be in their head. Yeah, they. The only thing I have to say to that series is you have no excuse. If it's any, if you don't do it this year, it's it's all on you guys now. And I don't know what that looks like if they don't make it but uh, i mean i've already been hearing rumors about you know gm not returning if things go a certain way so that's a big uh, one somehow i feel like the the pittsburgh penguins don't quite have the like small countries worth of uh gross domestic product that the leafs do but you never know you never know um so yeah i think that's a good place to cut it off for right now we talked a lot about a lot today um and we're gonna have so much more to discuss uh as the playoffs begin and uh yeah it's gonna be uh tuesday night at 7 p.m pt among other uh time zones but we care about yours the best uh for beneath the frozen sea my name is sky and alongside sean malham at uh what's the crack on twitter.com and and be cracking emra on twitter.gov and you can find me at sky on air underscore at twitter.ca thank you all very much and have a wonderful evening thanks everybody